Yeah. Um, <laughs> where do we start? So this is episode one of The Gradient. We are here in Richmond, Virginia. I am Antonio Knox. They can't see you, but... Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> it's Josh Macklin here in the middle. Uh, Keith Nixon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is this is the first time we are doing this podcast. And um, essentially, we wanted to speak about the, the perspective of the Black creative and how we do what we do and where we want to go. So we want to use this episode to give you a little backstory about like who we are, where we want to go and and basically speak affirmations in our life and then see where where that's going to take us. So this all began in Atlanta. So let's let's get this backstory. Backstory. Um so we had an 8-hour drive to Atlanta. Lots of conversations about lots of different topics. A lot of different topics. <laughs> All over the place. Our boy Keith Keith, you know. The man with the plan. Um, but no, we, um, it all started in the car, really. I mean, we just started having like meaningful conversation right then and there, honestly. I mean, especially with Keith. Keith was like just pouring out everything. <laughs> Being like a being like a open book, I don't know what that eight hours did to us. Even Knox, I learned stuff about Knox I didn't even know. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff, man. Um, I don't know. The funny thing was, like, I was asleep for like maybe five or eight hours, probably and seven. <laughs> but that, that that last one hour though, yeah, that last hour. Um, yeah, I mean even. It was interesting how it even came together because essentially we got double booked, I guess, for Atlanta. And uh, yeah, yeah, I ended up just kind of tagging along. Um, and yeah, it was just the chemistry was there from the, from the get go. You know, we had kind of worked together. I guess we could talk about back in January how we worked, worked together back then. We kind of spoke some things yeah. to existence and it took a little while for them to come to fruition but I think definitely August was kind of like starting starting point of something major bro August was pivotal like January when we did the Masego joint mm-hmm. we literally sat around it was it was me Keith Knox and um James James Wrong. yeah 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 and we was literally like yo we have a feeling this year is gonna be like a crazy like pivotal year we literally sat down and said that, and like, it's freaking amazing. Cause like, it, it for me, for me, it took a while to get to that point. But then like, once like Carrie happened, it was just like, whoa, like my eyes were like completely open to like this whole new perspective of um, faith and like affirmations and all this stuff. Like just picking up off of you guys. So I'm thankful for that, honestly. Docs, man, blessings. Yeah. Absolutely. Blessing us. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you know, just kind of like going into this year, like what, what Josh essentially spoke about was how big we thought this year was going to be and how like the year was going to expand, you know, for us, even though like it potentially happened at different times for us, it, it eventually did happen. 
and um, just starting like having those conversations when we were preparing to shoot Masego and um, you know just just thinking of just greatness and speaking like affirmation between all of us and to to see some of that stuff come to fruition is, is pretty dope and it's it's only the beginning um, and there's like so much more so we, we essentially want to use this platform to to show the process of that and um, yeah so um, it's, it's great talking about who we are yeah go ahead go ahead go ahead go ahead Keith Keith yeah man I gotta start um yeah so I'm kind of the I'm the youngest right I'm the youngest. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm the age. Yeah. <laughs> um, Not by facial hair. <laughs> you, you was you was bare face last time I saw you. I was thugging, and y'all should have seen me yesterday. I looked bad. Like my sister said, I look sick. Like my hair was. I I hadn't had a cut since I left. Mm. Yeah. Loyal to your barber. I'm loyal, man. I don't like looking for new barbers. Like, says a lot that's cheating. Us. That's cheating, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, you will. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I can be long with it. I'll try to be brief here. Just a little background about me. Um, so I was working corporate the last two and a half years. Um, and, you know, realizing that wasn't really the direction I wanted to go. Um, went to the Bahamas on a missions trip last year with the Life Church. It's a little plug for the life church because we all kind of that's kind of been like the, the culminating force um, and met my man Knox there. Uh, we just kind of hit it off immediately and um, definitely planted some seeds in, in terms of like where I wanted to go. Um, around that time, I decided I definitely wanted to pursue film. It was already kind of brewing um, and, you know, started, you know, kind of refining my my social presence and the interest of where I wanted to go. Um, fast forward a little bit. January 6th was when we did the Masego shoot. Dang, you remember the day. January 7th, I did my Howard application. <laughs> that was the day that was due. I was slacking. That was that was the deadline. <laughs> um, fast forward to March, I, got a, I actually got a, a, a promotion on my job. Um, hadn't heard anything. I applied to Howard, NYU, and VCU. Didn't get into NYU. Hadn't heard from VCU or Howard. Got a promotion on my job. Started kind of settling in to the corporate lifestyle. Um, fast forward to May. Went to LA. That was pivotal for me. Um, fast forward to June. I traveled again for my job. July was when I went to Jamaica <clears throat> for Lot Carey. Um, and that just kind of was like, that changed everything. Fast forward to August, that's when I went to Atlanta with y'all. And, um, you know, by this time I had kind of ruled film school out just because I knew class was imminent. Um, and this was the week of what, August 11th, I think. Yeah, we left on the 11th, I think. Um, and we were just, you know, we were just vibing. Um, a lot of good energy, a lot of positivity. Again, affirmations, faith, just building. Um, August 15th, I took a nap, remember? <laughs> yeah, I was the one that took a nap like every day. <laughs> I took a nap around maybe two. And I woke up at three and had all these emails from Howard. Just uh, 
welcome me me um to the to the film MFA program and I was in shock for a little bit. I think I disappeared for like three hours. Um yeah, so I got my acceptance the fifteenth. Classes started the twenty second. Um, I'm in Atlanta and hadn't spoken to my manager, didn't have anywhere to live, didn't know how I was gonna pay anything. Um and the twenty the twentieth I went to I was working for Dominion Energy, pretty much told my my supervisor this is it. Like I can this is something I gotta do. twenty uh, first I left, went straight to campus, twenty second classes started and uh, you know, now I'm here, a film student, just uh looking to build, grow with these guys. We got a lot a lot in the works. So yeah, that's that's me in a nutshell. Man, you really downplaying that movie, bro. <laughs> Super <laughs> like, downplaying it, man. Like I, they won't, they don't really know like what you were doing at the meeting. Like it won't like you was just like you know by the wayside. You was like that guy at the oh, meeting. Man. I, I so wouldn't say, <laughs> I wouldn't say, bro. All it was like two people in your department. Yeah, it was two people. We we, we flew under the radar a little bit, um, but it, in hindsight, it was a blessing because it afforded me a lot of flexibility to do to learn, um, to grow in my craft, just learning time management, really. And yeah. um, just, you know, I didn't want to be there, but I figured I'd make the most of the time while I was there. You know what I mean? There's no need in, in sulking and yeah. I'm bad for myself and that. So. Like, guys, y'all need to understand, this man literally stepped away from full salary mm. and benefits. <laughs> mm. And benefits. Bro. And benefits. The health insurance is not cheap. Nah. Yeah. To like literally step out on faith and follow his dream. That's so amazing. Like he's being like super humble about it, but like that jump was like crazy. That's elite. Crazy. That's elite. That's elite for real. Um so I guess backstory on me. I've always done creative stuff my whole life. I started playing music um since before I could remember. Grew up watching my dad play um bass and multiple bands, reggae bands and stuff like that. Um, fast forward, I found film when I was probably, I don't know, probably like senior year of high school when we started getting into um, filmmaking with 4-H, um, which is like a youth organization for those that don't know. And um, through that, we created a bunch of stuff. Um, Never really took it seriously, seriously. It was just kind of like a fun thing to do. Um, and then fast forward to probably, I guess it was 2012, um, I met Kiara and we shot um, some pictures. You have to say who, Kiara. You just said Kiara. Oh, Kiara, please. Kiara, please. Um, the superstar. She, yeah, she's about to be at one mil soon, bro. Yeah, word. She's like, I think she's at 700K now on Instagram. And like Crazy. using endorsements and all this kind of stuff. So, Crazy. Yeah. But yeah, so like we worked together and that picture went viral and um, people were like painting it and and writing poems to it and just drawing it and you know, all the comments and all the shares and all that stuff. It really like sparked 
an idea in my mind that like, hey, my art can really like make a difference. It can touch so many people, like thousands of people, you know. So that was probably the moment when I really started taking it seriously. Um, and then from there, like the rest is really history, man. Um, I gravitated towards photography more so than film. And then I started working in photography, getting jobs. Um, yeah. Becoming a nice. goat over time. Yeah, I was saying, we, we talking about being humble. This man <laughs> is the photography goat. Quick story, I, I actually emailed this man like, when was that? Two years ago, when I was first getting into photography. It was more than two, it was probably three. A well-written email. <laughs> it was very, very professional. I was like super impressed and humble. Three, three, four years ago, I emailed this man like just, you know, just trying to trying to learn, you know, how, like, you know, how in karate movies, they go to the temple mm-hmm. to learn from the, the master. The master. That this is the master, and I'm just a, a novice, you know what I mean? I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> My man's a grasshopper. <laughs> no, no, I really respected what Keith did. Like, and I always try to pour into people. Um, the whole reason, well, one of the reasons behind this podcast is to do that. I think we all can agree on that is to be able, be able to like pour into other creatives and you know people that might be on the fence with their faith and stuff like that to really let them know that like literally whatever you ask for you can uh, you can attain you can achieve so um, yeah I really respect Keith for reaching out and I'm glad he did because now like I gained another brother yeah we all family here so but yeah that's the pretty much the backstory on me. Um, I still dabble in filmmaking too, but photography is kind of like my breadwinner right now. Um, except for when Knox calls me for film gigs, <laughs> <laughs> then it's some real bread involved. <laughs> That's a nice segue yeah, yeah. to the goat himself. Segue right on to the goat. Let's let's see where I start. Uh, I'm Antonio Knox. A lot of people call me Knox, and just from the time that I came out the room, I've been always like in a creative capacity from just drawing on paper. And then once I found out about the the internet and the computer existed, I, I really dove into Photoshop. Uh, MySpace was like my thing. I was really creating like these super elaborate like MySpace layouts. I had like 14 <laughs> looking at code. With the song playing in the back. <laughs> the song playing in the back. <laughs> Super fire. Um, yeah, no, honestly, like before then, like, did y'all ever hear of like Bebo? Yeah. Like, we, yeah I was yeah, on that Bebo, Bebo wave too. Yeah. I was like, I would, when I say I was like super popular on Bebo, I was super popular on Bebo. Okay. <laughs> like, like when Soulja Boy came out, I made a skin and he used my skin on, like, yeah, it was dope. When so I, he a celebrity. I was internet, I was internet famous on Bebo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that joint was short lived. It, it was short lived, but it was good. <laughs> made the most. Of it. I made the most. <laughs> I wish I would have carried over that success <laughs> to Twitter. <laughs> Learning more stuff about you, Bebo yeah, celeb, Bebo celebrity man. Every time this man talk, like, we learn something new. Like, exactly. He got so many layers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like an onion. <laughs> we see, we see. <laughs> We see. <laughs> from Bebo to MySpace. <laughs> Nuts. So from MySpace, I skipped over Facebook and went straight to Twitter and just was like doing like the creative thing. 
um, during that time, I came out with a brand called Dope Airlines um, with like my homies coming straight out of high school. Had a brand like just creating clothes. We wanted to find ways to express ourselves. And we did that through like t-shirts. And from there, we had to be able to like document our things. And so that's how I really got into like film and photography because I didn't want to pay anybody else to do it. I wanted to like be able to have that on hand at all times because I was creative. I wanted to do dope things and and really thank God for like the internet because it allowed me to learn what I needed to learn to be able to implement what I wanted to do. And then like over time, just constantly getting better, getting gigs, um, just meeting different people. Um, I went to New York for like a couple months because at the time I was still designing clothes and someone gave me opportunity to run a boutique and be like part owner. So I was up in New York designing, designing for a while. But then even though originally I am from New York, I was raised down here. And so like, it was just like two different lifestyles and it was super fast paced. Uh, I was 21 at the time and I was like, yo, I mean, I, I, I love it up here. I love this opportunity, but I wanted to go back home and, and really develop something in Richmond because even though in New York I had like that boutique, I was still uh, a small fish in that huge pond that was essentially like oversaturated. And I figured if I come back here and like do my thing and I could potentially be in the spaces that I wanted to do. So that's what I did. I came down here, started working, started getting uh, gigs, using Instagram as a platform for people to see, see my work. But I didn't start it as in trying to get work from people. I just wanted to document my life and people just loved the way that I did it. And so that's, I had a gig for uh, DR3. That's how I met uh, Josh. Bro, that game was life changer for me. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna tell him. About it. <laughs> yeah, uh, met met Josh. I, I think like you followed me like a couple of weeks before then, on like that week that we we met, and um, that was my honestly like my first shoot in like a studio setting, and uh, it was it was pretty dope. I shot there him, Dorothy, Daniel, and and Bethany. They was about to get married, so I was shooting their engagement shoot. And it was it was pretty dope. So like when Josh came up to me and like we spoke about that, that's that's before Macklin was Macklin. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, when I met when I met Knox then, I don't even think I had anything to like really edit with. Mm-hmm. I was probably editing on like whatever software I had on my computer yeah. at the time. And then you introduced me to to um, Visco. Visco, yeah, and blew my freaking <laughs> like that was like. A life transforming experience right then and there. Yeah, I was like, I can do this on my phone. Yeah, are you serious? Yeah. So then I got that um, Wi-Fi card oh, yeah, for the yeah, T3i. Yeah, yeah. I lost that, bro. Man, I don't know where mine is. I have no idea, but yo, bro, that just opened the doors to like coloring and just opened my eyes at what was like was capable of editing and all that stuff. And, Next thing you know, I'm sitting there for two hours retouching a, a beauty portrait. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. From editing and whatever. Some, what was it? What was it? Probably iPhone or something. Yeah, yeah, Whatever yeah. software came with the computer. Yeah. To spending hours in Lightroom and Photoshop. Yeah. That's that's crazy from that, like that moment. Like you, you became like, not, not saying like that moment was like. It was though okay. in a lot of ways. Okay. Because I didn't know. I didn't know about it. Uh, so 
and, and that's that's a great thing that, that that awareness like that allows you to see like what's possible and if you have the curiosity to, to continue going on then that's going to take you to like so many different places and i mean that's for me like i'm just like naturally like a curious person and just with my curiosity just just wanting me to try different mediums and, and do different things it allows me to explore explore many different like facets of just like creativity and so from there uh after meeting josh and just continuing like going down like my craft and what i wanted to do for myself and what i wanted to take my career because at that time like i said people were starting to hit me up but certain times there were jobs that i didn't specifically wanted to do but people would just hit me up because i did certain so a certain uh, discipline so i really had to sit with myself and and tell myself like what i want to do and so like that was just like an overtime process and then like you want to say like four or five years later um get an opportunity to go to cali because of all of the the years of creating and and manifesting like the concepts i wanted to do i went to community college for two years and i decided that after the two years i no longer wanted schooling i wanted to work for myself i didn't want to work for like anybody else so I took that leap and that was actually right before I went to like New York for the boutique. And, but like going to Cali, that 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 really expanded my mind um, that I, I didn't have to go to school to like really solidify like who I was as an individual. Like going to Cali really gave me the opportunity to show that I was just as great or if not better than the people who work in agencies because I put in so much work and I'm, I'm, I'm diligent and I'm, I'm like goal oriented that I work extremely hard and just just seeing that and just like getting the resources of like how they do things. Like they don't just like create something, they they create it and if it doesn't work, they go back into the drawing board. I didn't, I didn't think that was a process. I thought that whatever I created first was it. But like now and going out there, they work on like so many different concepts. To, to get to like that greatness of like what you see on like the TV or digital or print or like any type of ad. And that was just like super valuable, valuable for me to see that and to like have that awareness that I was able to bring it back here and and just become a, a full time like entrepreneur. And, uh, you know, that was just like God, like there were people when I came back, I was working a, a part-time job with kids. And, you know, after having like this high of high in like Cali and then coming back, like working with kids, I, I no longer had the passion for it. I've been working with kids since, since I was 14, but I no longer had the passion for it. And like people around me could see it. And, you know, I knew God was like telling me, okay, like you can leave this job and I will have you. But I was like, nah, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. But especially when he blessed me with the, the card that I prayed for. And I was like, how am I definitely going to leave now, especially getting like this brand new car? But, you know, I, I really had to like pay attention because there were so many people telling me that I had to leave my job. I had to leave my job. And, you know, it, it took a sitting, sitting down with like one person one day. And it was like, yo, like it's, it's, it's essentially time. And so like when I finally listened to that person the next day, on October the 24th, I remember it like last year. So it's almost been a year I've been a full-time entrepreneur. I let them know like I wasn't coming back. I wasn't coming back. And, you know, at the time I saw this 
saw this passage uh, where it talks about how there was, I believe there were like a couple of disciples on the boat and God was in, well, Jesus, Jesus was in the, in the water and he called out to them to, to, to get on, to walk on water and, and, and really have faith that he's going to take care. And so like that was, I was Peter. Peter was the only one to walk out on the water. And I, I remember that like vividly, like that day I saw that and I was like, okay, like this is my time to be Peter and, and really focus on the Lord and, and see where it takes me. So now about to be a year later and so many, so many amazing things has like come to fruition. And I, I, before I left for Cali, I stated that I was going to be on Forbes 30 under 30. And I just so happened like this year became like 30 under 30 for like Richmond. So like that was like a huge step in the right direction. Having the opportunity to like work with like my, my, my homie, like Masego and like having these guys be a part of that like process and him just hitting me up out the blue, like him just saying like, yo, like I'm in town, like I want you to do like the shoe. I was like, okay, like that's big, <laughs> perfect timing yeah, too. Yeah. And, um, you know, just having like time to just continue to travel. I love to travel. I, I, I love to have like sunsets and I mean, not have sunsets, but like look at sunsets and just like have the opportunity to just do what I love. And it's been a, it's been a, an incredible journey. It's been an incredible journey. Yeah. I can, I just want to, you know, I just want to say, I think like one of the things I noticed about us is like, we have, we have, we each have a lot to offer, but like a willingness to receive, a willingness to learn, and a strong desire to act on faith. So I think each of us, in our own ways, we've each taken like major leaps, just in the interest of <clears throat> doing what it is that moves us. And um, you know, we we all have our own journeys, and uh, I think. I guess I always tell people photography was the gateway drug for me. I think all of us can kind of agree. Maybe that was kind of what, maybe how to how we got to this point. I I, I got to plug my sister here because I never I, I didn't get to that part. But she, um, my sister has a blog, Kesheri. Uh, my sister Kayla has a blog, and we're only fourteen months apart. So just by virtue of the fact we were always together, I was. T she asked me to take pictures for her. Um, I hated it at first. I hated it. It just felt like a waste of time. But then, like, curiosity got the best of me. And, um, you know, from there, it just kind of took off. So I say that to say, I think, just letting letting that curiosity guide you, you know, um, is major. I think we have a tendency to try, to try to suppress that, especially as we move into adulthood. We just don't allow ourselves to be as curious and open-minded to the things that actually move us. But... Um, I think that's important that you you just kind of let your, because you know it's evidence of God all around us, mm -hmm. and so the very the very thing that you're curious about, you can find God in that. So I just wanted to say that little little piece real quick. That's facts, bro. Shoot, everything everything around us is telling us not to do it in the world. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Everything you know, from society to school on up from kindergarten all the way to college. Nothing talks about stepping out on faith and, you know, what miraculous things can happen. 
if you truly, truly, truly believe and stand by, you know, what you affirm, you know, what you ask God for. So, um, not to track back, but Lot Carey was like a faith strengthening. I don't even know if that's a word, <laughs> but it like it like really increased my faith. Um, Cause like I've always had like a spiritual upbringing, you know. Always grew up in the church and all that stuff, but I had never been in a situation to where I had to like literally let go and let God. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was those couple months leading up to Lot Carey is where that happened. And then once I got to Lot Carey, it was just like affirmation after affirmation, seeing you, seeing Knox, um, being able to meet with Vernon and all his colleagues and kind of like hearing their backstories and just seeing everybody like really, really, really doing well. And um, these are all entrepreneurs, by the way, you know, you know, some pastors and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's a form of entrepreneurship if you really think about it. Yeah. You know, you're working for yourself at the end of the day. And um, literally all of them had similar, similar stories. You know, it was just a, a, a breaking point where they just had to be like, all right, God, you got it, you know, and um, just to just to witness that, it just super like it was it was super amazing. Like it was a magical, just like super spiritual experience for me. Even though I wasn't saying too too much in those scenarios, but I was just like observing, like sitting back and watching everything, and just to see everybody flourishing. Literally, it's just like dog. I can't even put it into words what that meant. That moment is crazy. I've been telling everybody about Atlanta. Everybody I encounter, like some somewhere or another, Atlanta's coming up. Like, <laughs> how are you doing this? Yeah, I'm full time. You know, lot carry blah blah. blah. Change change my whole perspective on life. Really did. And now it's like, why worry? You know, because I was worrying, stressing myself out, trying to make it happen. Wasn't getting the gigs I wanted. Doing this, doing that, scrambling, charging less than what I was worth, just cause it's a whole episode in itself. Yeah, right <laughs> you know, just cause I was worried I wasn't gonna be able to make ends meet, paying off my a billion credit cards and card note and loans and all that stuff. Um, but you guys, man, life changing experience, bro. Life changing. It's hard. Like, it's one of those experiences, like, you can tell people about it all day long, but unless you were right there, it's really hard to, like, grasp what it really meant, I think, for all of us. Um, like, the start of something, like, a, yeah, it's like one of those things you look back, like, that was the, the start of a movement. I, I And that word, you know, people throw it around so loosely, but it really did feel like that. And, uh, Facts, yeah. Starting a movement. Yeah. Real quick, I do want to shout out Pastor Vernon Gordon. I think we've been saying, all of us have said Vernon at some point, but he's definitely, uh, you know, he's he's been the the motivating force behind a lot of what we do just because he, uh, he set the example. And uh, I think we've all connected through the Life Church, even though I knew you prior, I knew Josh prior. Um, but yeah, definitely shout out to to Vernon and what he's doing with the Life Church. Um, it's definitely good things coming out of that out of that organization. Um, good people. Right. Shout out to Vernon, man. <laughs> Took me in like family. 
<laughs> when I first met this man, like back when he was still trying to be a music artist. <laughs> <laughs> Shouts to Vernon. We have to have him on here. Thanks. He'll be down. He'll be down for sure. The episode might be a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> black perspective of like what it means to to be an entrepreneur and like how to how to navigate it and uh i, I guess i will start yeah you've been doing it the longest <laughs> just, just a little bit um you know it's 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 different like when you're when you're walking and when you're walking by faith and like you're, you're really being a trailblazer and you don't like have a mentor to to help assist you with like where like with what you want to do or what you need to learn or what you like see yourself being and so like you just know that you have the the capabilities of just creating and and manifesting and and you just try to find ways to bring that to like a a larger audience and there are many different ways to to be a a a black creative And, and the way that i do it is that i I present myself or I present my world and my lens by uh, just being myself. I don't, I don't try to be anything that I'm not. So if you would see my Instagram or like anything that I do post, it's, it's a, an extension of like who I am. You know, the sunsets that I take, the, the videos I, I, I cultivate is the things that I, I, I do things I, I want to be a part of and um so just just taking taking the time to like understand like who you are as an individual and, and presenting that in a way that you want to the world um like when it comes down to finding finding people to to work with I think that's like one of the biggest hurdles for a lot of people but if you if you find a way to understand you who you are and, and and do what you want to do, you just really become really great at like what you you do, whether it's photography, whether it's like filming, whether it's whatever facet or whatever medium you want to get into, just become great at that because once you become super great at something, you will not have to market it. People will talk about it for you. And then people will come looking for like who did this every single time. People people love greatness. People love to talk about greatness. Like we talk about LeBron all of the time because he's the greatest basketball player of all time. <laughs> all time. <laughs> all time. Now, let me say right now, I'm, I'm a Kobe fan. But um, now that the LeBron is on the Lakers, you know, I welcome him with open arms. Yeah, I just want to plug that. Go ahead. <laughs> And, and and that was Keith Keith who said that. Are you right? But yeah, people people will speak about greatness, and for as long as I've been a entrepreneur, I want to say I've been an entrepreneur uh, since the last 
I've been a part-time entrepreneur for the last five years, but a full-time entrepreneur for almost a year. And every single gig that I've, I've had has been word of mouth and how I treated my clients and, and the work that I, I presented to them. And then that's what I tell everybody who comes to me and try to figure out like, how do I get the work? How do I, I get the clients? It's like, I'm just being myself and I, I give respect to everybody. And I, I do great work. I can say that I do great work and, that, and that's not saying it arrogantly. Like I say that with like so much confidence because it took me a long time to get to this place and saying like, yes, I know like what I do and what I present to the, to the world and what I give back to people is, is truly great. Um, I, I'm actually wearing this hat right now that says become greater because I, I work on that every day. I want to become, I want to become greater at everything I do, whether it's spirituality, whether it's just becoming a, a better son, whether it's becoming a, a greater friend and down to like the creativity. I, I want to become great. I want to do greatness every single time. And you do. This <laughs> <laughs> man will ask me for my opinion on stuff knowing it's already fired. Fire. So I just send him the goat and what you got. <laughs> he sets the bar extremely high. <laughs> you, you do do that. We're <laughs> like, man, what? What did we just say, bro? It's fire. Yeah. So, yeah, and, 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 you know, that's just the process. And, you know, a, a big aspect of it is the faith. Like I would not be here without like the Lord, and and that's like a hundred percent. I will not have the clients, the people I've met, to to guide me to these places, to 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 have the opportunity to express myself in the way that I do, to to live a particular lifestyle in, in the way that I do, and these are the things that, you know, I pray about like every single day, every time I wake up, I, I pray about these things, and so like my my faith is a big component to living and, and, and being a, a a black creative and and doing what I'm doing is a hundred percent the Lord in, in, in my in my faith and there are so many other components that we will talk about. Um, that was just like a start of like what I wanted to talk about and I wanna take the bat to give yeah. that. Yeah. Oh um, J Mac here. <laughs> Um, that's a perfect segue, though, honestly, um, especially from our perspective of aspirations of becoming a, you know, prominent fashion photographer. Like, I love shooting fashion stuff, beauty stuff. And um, the spectrum is a little bit different for me um, because a lot of times in the fashion world, we are taught, like, as photographers, like, especially black photographers to kind of, like, remain faceless because the industry is like so I don't I don't know what it'd be like the PC way to say it but like basically it's like so far not black that <laughs> 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 um no it, I mean we laugh about it but it's really like a serious thing like it's kind of sad in a way it's starting to transition now you know people making leaps and bounds um you know most prominently you know Virgil and then you got the, um, what is it, like the creative director or editor-in-chief or something. I forget his name. Anyways, there's somebody with Vogue or something like that. Mm -hmm. I think his name is Eddie something. I don't know. But, yeah, so, like, it's starting to, it's starting to transition. Um, 
you got all these black faces now starting to kind of change that perspective of keeping keeping us out of those arenas um they kind of like breaking down the walls for us but it's going to be a long road um so i don't know I've, I've definitely been struggling with that here here recently i haven't been doing a lot of fashion stuff i've been doing more so of everything else outside of that just because i don't even know if it's like me subconsciously knowing that um you know it's a struggle for for black photographers to to even get in and like be respected no matter how good the work is um but what i found is you know you gotta you gotta be yourself like knox was saying um and stay true true to yourself and whatever you do and you know everybody's not gonna like that especially in the fashion industry um it's a lot of people putting on trying to be like whatever they think is cool or whatever they think is going to be accepted and I've run into that countless times, you know. But there are pockets where you can literally just be yourself. And um, I think that's where I want to remain. I don't, I don't ever want to have to, like, twist my personality or something like that just to, like, conform to whatever the whole team is on. Like, if, I, if I'm not really into something, I'm just, like, not really into it. Like, I, I'm not going to try to act like I know what the hottest fashion styles are i just like taking dope beautiful images working with like dope teams with dope designers and dope makeup artists it's just um something that's like super addicting we talk about like drugs or whatever but like that's my drug like being able to have that full team you know which a lot of times behind the scenes is super diverse you know it's just what we show is not necessarily always diverse which um you know we're breaking we're breaking down those walls now i think as a collective but yeah i guess from that point of view i don't know i don't know man it's a hard industry i'll just put it like that um to 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 keep it light um yeah i don't want to go into a to a, to a dark area with that but just, just know, like, any any creatives out there looking to get into fashion, especially if you're a um, person of color, just stay, stay true to yourself. Um, the work will come. People people will like you. There will be some people that won't look your way because of the color of your skin. But just fight through it. That's all I, that's all I can say. You know, as, as black people, we've been conditioned to have tougher skin um, throughout the years. So um, use that to your advantage. That's what I've been doing. And... It's, it's been working like people people come around eventually especially especially if your work is fire which I mean it shouldn't have to be that way but it is like we have to be twice as fire mm-hmm. and be humble about it mm-hmm. you know so like blaze and then sit back and just like let everybody else say yeah that's dope don't, don't be the guy that's like blazing and be like oh yeah I'm blazing <laughs> cause we already got it hard enough in the fashion world Oh. Yeah, that's pretty much what I have to say from that point of view. Yeah, we did. It's my goal. Um, so my my experience with creativity is is a bit unorthodox. Um, just to provide some context, like growing up, I was in gifted art programs. Um, my uncle is an artist, um, and he definitely fostered um, creativity 
um, in my life early on. Um, and, you know, I, I was decent <laughs> as a as an artist, but, um, you know, something I loved, something I explored. Um, and in middle school, uh, I went to, well, we all went to Chesterfield schools, but they have a, they have a magnet program where you can go to different schools. Um, and I applied to four different schools, I think. Um, but I was split down the middle between math, science, engineering, and then um, arts. Um, and that the reason being is because as, as black, um, as people of color, um, we haven't been privy to certain spaces um, that you know our white counterparts have been um, traditionally we um, you know we've had to fight for our place in society and because of that a lot of our decision making is geared towards safety and security um, doing what's in the best interest of maintaining um, of providing of supporting particularly as black men um, and so I was always kind of conditioned to pursue something that's considered more stable. Um, and as a result, I was, you know, I took an interest in engineering. I had the ability to do um, the more technical side of things. Um, so I ended up going to the governor's school. Um, originally, I wanted to go for visual arts. I went for technology. And it's interesting because I was in this place of, uh, of just immense creativity um, from very, very talented individuals. And I wasn't doing anything creative, really, um, in terms of your, your more traditional arts. Um, but in hindsight, I think it definitely rubbed off on me in some shape, form, or fashion. I was, I was consuming it unconsciously. Um, went to ODU uh, for undergrad as a mechanical engineer major, major and I struggled. Um, I struggled. Um, I just wasn't prepared. Um, you know, things always kind of came naturally to me in terms of the classroom setting. So when I got to ODU, I actually had to put forth effort. It, it was a it was a struggle for me. And at, around the same time, I was going through some things um, on a personal level. Also, realizing I just didn't have that much of an interest in um, in math, science, engineering, and didn't want to really restrict myself to that corporate environment. However, it was a decision I made and I believe in sticking things through. And I said, I don't know if I should have done that. I was in school for five and a half years, but- um, Me too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, while I was there, that's when my, my sister started her blog. I started shooting. Um, all the while I was working as an intern um, for a utilities company. Um, so, really having this this divide having an existential crisis essentially um and trying to determine you know where i wanted to go and doing what was necessary and doing doing what i wanted to do um, so i was with this company for three years all the while you know just exploring um creativity i tell people all the time i was going to odu for engineering um, the company I was with, I don't want to put them out there. I already put the million out there. The company I was with, they were essentially paying me. Um, they were funding my my education as a photographer because I would just go to work and read and watch videos. And 
learn from learn on um, you know photography and and visuals and then um, I finished school in 2016 finished ODU and I actually created my degree um, because what happened was while I think my third year I just decided engineering wasn't it I was failing my classes um, and I they have a program called into um, individualized interdisciplinary studies and so I took the the coursework I had from engineering combined it with studio art coursework engineering management and I visited um, School of Art in Pennsylvania I think Philly and talked with um, the head of their graduate program in industrial design so I could gear my curriculum towards preparing me to go there for industrial design. So I thought that was the perfect merging of the technical side of things with uh, with arts and creativity. Um, for those who don't know, industrial design is essentially product design. You design anything from cars to shoes to, you know, anything, really. Um, so, yeah, in the in during this time, I ended up. Um, in preparation for that, you know, I said I would take a year or two. I moved to Richmond because I was working at Richmond Camera. I got hired there first. All the while, I'm still I still have one class left at ODU. Get hired at at Richmond Camera. I'm working there six six thirty p.m. until like you know some nights I left at noons. I mean at midnight. Some nights I left two o'clock in the morning. Then I get hired by Dominion. And uh, as a technical specialist, I'm working there seven to four thirty, leaving, going to Richmond camera. So I'm working 60, 70 hours a week. And again, it's that duality, that divide between more creative um, aspirations and then the technical thing, because I'm still thinking safety, security. Um, But all the while, just really growing in my creativity. Uh, And, you know, I ended up deciding that I would pursue pursue film or photography in grad school as opposed to industrial design because that's what I felt more attuned to. Um, and that's how I ended up where I am now. But I say all that to say, as, as black men, I think it's very difficult for us to um, express ourselves through very explicit shows of creativity because it's so contrary to what we're conditioned to be as black men you know i think now it's becoming more commonplace to be creative and to be um to be expressive period i think we're we're very um again just conditioned and and this is not this is not not an indictment on the on the black community because what we have to understand is a lot of where we are is a direct, a direct result of what we've been through. So a lot of things are out of self-preservation um, and maintaining our place in society. No matter how, <laughs> no matter how you know how much that fluctuates. Um, and so for me, it was really the more I grew into myself and the more I developed a relationship with God. That was really the the. Um, the catalyst just I grew up in church but didn't have a relationship with God and so during this period at ODU I really grew into into that started to understand myself and 
there's just certain things you can't ignore when you know it's, it's something in you. Um, life is cyclical. Everything has a way of coming full circle. So the creativity, the very creativity I ignored, you know, for years on end got so loud. I yeah. couldn't ignore it anymore. Um, and so it's funny, like, when, when we talk about the decision I made to to quit my job on a week's notice and go to film school, you know, it seems like a big thing. But when you know what's in you and you know where you want to go, it, it makes a decision that much easier. And so just from I just as a as a black creative, it took me a, a while to, to be comfortable saying that um, as a black creative, <laughs> um, I really just want to say, you know, to anyone out there that's struggling with um, with what's in them um, and really having a. Uh, kind of I don't want to say a crisis but trying to determine what it is they want to do where they want to go who they want to be um, and and feeling like they have to do what's in the interest of safety security yeah. just know that you have to you have to act on faith um, I think that's one of the the facets of of um, spirituality that's most overlooked you know what I mean? Like we, we all profess to be, uh, you know, individuals of great faith, but faith is, is a matter of action. And so when it comes to your creativity and your talents and your abilities, those are God given gifts. So you can't, you can't suppress those, but so long, or in a sense, you're doing God a disservice. Cause you know what they say, um, our talents, our abilities are God's gift to us. And what we do with them is just, is our gift to Him. And so, um, don't don't downplay what's in you and, and what you what you know you're capable of. And so, yeah, I said a lot to say that my 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 journey and uh, my experience as far as a black creative has been um, it's been unorthodox to say the least. But I know that you know. I am where I am for a reason. Yeah. So I mean, all of our journeys in a way are unorthodox yeah. if you really yeah. think about it. Stepping way, way, way out of um, you know, what everything else. I've been fortunate enough to um, you know, have a creative dad, so that helps. Mm -hmm. You know, definitely having supportive parents is like a huge thing. I know a lot of people, especially black people, don't have that when it comes to wanting to do something creative, like, boy, you better, better get a job. You want to pick up a camera? You can't make no money with no camera. <laughs> you know? We all, we all know people that deal with stuff like that. And you can, I mean, from your perspective, you know, you've had struggles like that. We talked about it a lot, Carrie. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not going to, like, go full into it or whatever. But, you know, yeah. we all deal, we all deal with that in some way shape or form from some family members they mm -hmm. just don't get it you know and then like it does like like all the rappers talk about it like everybody's like you're not gonna be anything till you on and then they're like oh yeah i knew i knew you could do it you know <laughs> i knew you could do it um but yeah bro you you hit the nail on the head like no don't play it safe guys like um i was playing it safe for a long time because like me, I have this weird obsession with having to have everything right, which works when it comes to editing and stuff like that. Sometimes that's all of us perfectionists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like that would kind of like prohibit me from really stepping out on faith 
you know, but that's the, the essence of faith, like just knowing that everything's going to be good and like just doing it, you know, because because in reality, I wasn't really like I didn't have like strong faith because if I did, I would have been stepped out, you know, um, I, I say like one thing about the black community is like. I don't know if this is because of like how we've been conditioned or whatever, but we can make like family members out of people that have no relation to us. Yeah. Like it's like almost effortless how it happens. Like you became my brother, mm. like during that eight hour car ride, <laughs> you know, well, 16 hours, <laughs> you know, and um, Knox family literally from, from day one of meeting, we was tight after that. Um, so saying that to say like mentorship, you know, and brotherhood, um, togetherness really, really is an important thing to have as a black creative, just to have a lot of people in your corner. It definitely takes a tribe to make this thing happen because there's going to be moments when you're weak um, and you can look to your brothers to pick you up. Um, and there's going to be moments where you guys can all celebrate together and that just gives you the fuel and energy, you know, to keep winning and keep pushing um, to the next level. Um, and I have a lot, a lot of people to attribute that to. Um, Knox being one of the first, uh, Bruce, uh, Bruce has helped probably all of us right here. I don't know. I don't know if you had a chance to meet Bruce yet, but yeah, he's been pivotal. Um, my boy, TJ, um, Aaron, TJ, TJ showed me a bunch of stuff on like logistics and all kinds of crazy stuff that I'm thinking about now that I'm about to be 26 with, um no health insurance and, and all of that. So like getting my business together because my boy TJ, him and his wife do YouTube full-time backstory on him. And so they've been doing this for a while. So all of those hard questions that no one really has the answers to yet, he's been able to answer them for me, which is really dope. Um, yeah, so definitely, definitely have a mentor at least one in your corner and then pour into other people because we can't be selfish with our gifts you know especially being being people of color we have to pour into one another because we already have it you know five times as hard as everyone else um so don't be selfish with your gift um the more you pour into people the more you're going to get blessed i i can attest to that like um my sister Dina, I met her at VCU when I was there, and I noticed she had an eye for um, photography just by what she was taking on her iPhone, like the pictures she was taking and like how she was composing things and what she was photographing. And I was like, wow, this girl really has something. I wonder what she could do with the actual camera. So I just happened to have a, my first camera, T3i, laying around, and I just, you know, pretty much gave her that or let her borrow it for a long time until she could get her own and that literally like sparked her whole creative career like she started you know photographing any and everything then gravitating to more so like what she was interested in and now like she's heading up this whole magazine venture that we have going on um starting this magazine and she's an incredible creative and all of that was a result well i'm not gonna say all of it because i don't want to take all the credit because it was in her but like a lot of it was a result of me pouring back into her and taking her under my wing um so that stuff is super important um definitely share the wealth knox is a 
a huge um he, he he's gonna be like real low-key and humble about it but he's like <laughs> a huge proponent of sharing the wealth Absolutely. like sometimes like it's almost surprising to me like wow like we both had the same struggles but at the same time Knox is like hella giving which is incredible to me. It speaks a lot to his character. Um, he makes sure we straight even before he's straight a lot of times, which is really like respectable and something to look up to. So I'm happy to have Knox in my corner because uh, I know it would be good with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I just I just kind of want to point out uh, this SAT word that Keith use oh man <laughs> <laughs> here we go what was it uh solicical keep me dropping he dropped down so like <laughs> I don't even know what that what did I say what was that song about what it was a word that you said when, when things come oh, back around cyclical yeah, yeah. cyclical <laughs> there we go that word how, how do you spell that yeah I, <laughs> I can't say that spelling I'm gonna say that <laughs> you just use like, it where perfectly. do you learn that word bro oh man <laughs> um yeah, yeah. I mean, just 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 to go back to essentially what Josh said is is sharing the wealth and, and how truly important that is because when you share and when you give, that will totally come back to you. Do not do not hone or hold the the knowledge that you you've obtained because it's it's for all of us. We all have gotten here due to someone's willingness and in, in, in giving. Givingness, I know that's not a word, but uh, we're making up words on this podcast. It's <laughs> a word today. Uh, someone who has given to us, we we stand on the shoulders of like so many other people who have sacrificed us to to getting to this point. We we are our ancestors' wildest dreams, and we 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 definitely had to take full advantage of that, and not only by utilizing our gifts in a, a positive way, but being able to give that back to so many others. And that's what I do. Like every day I try to, I try to make a conscious effort to, to give and to give and to give. And because I know that once I give that will come back to me in so many different ways. And, and I want to say that's kind of like one of the, the, the major reasons why I'm, I am here today being a full-time entrepreneur, because as Many times I have given to other people. So give, just give, give. Do not hone, hone, hold <laughs> that knowledge. Do not hold that knowledge. Uh, I'm putting that on a t-shirt. <laughs> we, we are our ancestors' wildest dreams. And that's, that's I think you touched on it earlier, like the importance, again, of community. Um, and I think that's been a, a staple for the black community. We've had to, we've had to, you know, kind of pull our resources and hold each other up and create interdependencies where we're benefiting each other. What's what's the the African proverb? I think I'm a, I'm a mess this up, but it's if you want um if you want to run fast, run alone. If you want to run far, run together. And I think that's really kind of the that's that's why we're here. That's why we're doing this because we're running together. And you know, we want we want y'all to run with us as well because. We're only gonna we're only going to benefit each other, you know, and grow together. So.
get into the segment of just speaking things into existence and how powerful that is because a lot of people say they want to do things but they often don't believe the words that come out your mouth there's there's so much power in words and saying things and, and, and meaning things and you have to speak things over for your life there is um, <laughs> I'm, I'm probably going to get it wrong, but there's uh, this quote or this passage or this scripture in the Bible which says, like, um, there is, uh, you speak life and death, uh, something like that. The power of the tongue. Yeah, the power of the tongue. There's a power of the tongue. So, so we just want to have this moment to speak life into, like, our lives and be able to use this as an example going forward. So... What we speak of today of the things that will happen in the future and we will always have this on record for people to listen to and come back to it and see that you know like it is so much power and speaking speaking things to existence so facts um j mac again <laughs> on the ones and twos <laughs> no um so i was talking to Knox earlier about this it's kind of crazy <clears throat> Um, once like Carrie happened, um, I pretty much let go and let God, as I was saying earlier. And, you know, I just put out there that, you know, I can do this and I'm ready for more work. God, um, you know, and I definitely had to be ready because <laughs> God answered that. And I feel like, um, shoot, this past month, man, I've been living out of a suitcase, like just traveling here and there doing all this kind of crazy stuff. And uh, the work has been nonstop. If y'all can like hear my voice a little bit, like I'm coming down with a little something, something. <laughs> and that's because the work has been nonstop. Sleep has been very minimal. Um, just been shooting. I haven't even had time to edit, really. Uh, I probably produced in this past month, maybe like one or two things. And I have a pile of stuff that I have to do. So like, um, I was telling Knox like and he was kind of like pouring it to me too it's cool to have like a bunch of bunch of work but it's also cool to like be able to be still so like now what I'm about to ask God for in a, in a couple of weeks because I ain't ready just yet <laughs> see that's how you know the faith is real because as soon as I ask it's gonna happen but no I'm, I'm going to ask God for like you know the opportunities to where I can you know work less but be able to do like bigger projects in a way to where i can still have time to breathe so i want to just have like the quality of work increase to where i'm not like slaving uh, for lack of a better word um so i can really kind of like hone in and focus on exactly what i want to do while still living comfortably um i also want to get better with my finances and saving because a lot of times you make money fast, you spend it fast. <laughs> um, and, and especially when you're doing what you love, it doesn't feel like work. So like that money feels like free money almost. <laughs> so, like, so sometimes, sometimes I spend it like it's free money, but then I look back and I'm like, dang, I could have paid a bill off with that or something. But yeah, so I'm going to ask God for like um, a greater understanding of how to hone in my finances and also um, work that's going to allow me to, you know, still make a great income, but also be still at the same time 
to really be able to reflect and focus in on what I'm doing. Um, it's a lot of stuff I want. God's gonna be like, bro, you asking a whole, a whole lot, <laughs> whole lot from me right now. But no, um, I'm looking to, you know, take the leap within the next year to um, be on my own completely, um, as far as like living and everything. Cause I'm still at the crib, still hopping around, and I want to go ahead and make that leap because it's either now or never. So I'm asking God for um, essentially, you know, the ability to be able to do that as well, just financial stability all across the board, um, as well as like, hey, don't hey, hey, <laughs> as well as like um, to continue to build my relationship. Um, you know, build my faith. I want I want more opportunities that are going to allow me to test my faith and grow my faith um, and to keep continuing to build um, with my family, with my creative family, with Knox, with Keith, with everybody else um, that has touched my life. I just want to continue to build on those relationships. And um, I'm just really open to whatever opportunities come my way. So I'm kind of like an open vessel right now for God to just do whatever he wants to do. Because I like I have I have things that I would like to do, but I'm I'm really interested right now in what God has for me. Um, because my whole life I've been doing what I want to do. You know, so this is the season for me to just like affirm like God, I'm here, you know, with open arms, wherever you want to lead me to go, that's where I'm going. You know, if that's Africa, I'm going to Africa. You know, well, we going with you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Being Senegal, just you know, doing whatever documentary work, whatever we need to do. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm affirming to keep it short. Um, for me, um, the last five six years, I've just been juggling so much, um, so much of what. I didn't want to do, you know what I mean? Um, in the interest of trying to create space for what I actually wanted to do. Um, and so I was just, I just prayed and, and asked God that he would give me the space to be able to fully devote myself to what it is that's in me, what it is I want to do, where I want to go, who I want to be. And he's given me that space, um, back in January, um, well, last year, Vernon preached a message and he had us write 10 affirmations, 10 I am statements. Um, I did it. He revisited it, I think in January and I kind of revised my list and everything on that list is, has come to pass. And uh, so just in seeing the, the hand of God in my life, it's just kind of uh, really it's just motivating me and pushed me to, to, to continue to, to, um, push for what it is I want. And so I say that say now in the space I, I'm in where essentially everything I do is in the interest of uh, being a filmmaker and really uh, going the direction I, I desire to go uh, as far as being a cinematographer and eventually directing. Uh, I just, it's, it's my, my hope that in this, this space I'm in for the next two years, uh, two, three years, that I build a body of work with the people around me, the people that, um, the people that, that mean the world to me, that I love dearly, my brother's here, um, you know, 
my family, my sister. Uh, she's a creative as well. Uh, my boys that I grew up with, they're creatives in their own right. I'm, I'm just thankful to be in a space where I can start pulling on all of that and contributing to that as well and building something where all of us have a platform to express ourselves and, um, you know, impress a certain level of influence uh, on our community at large. And uh, I'm just looking forward to to thriving in, in what God has placed in my, on my heart. So I just want to first, I, I'm thankful to thankful to God for this opportunity. I don't take it lightly. Um, you know, I tweet everything the other day. Everything is preparation. And so I look back at the last, you know, five, six years, I can pinpoint things that I thought, you know, might have been insignificant in the moment. And then you think about it, like you look at it right now, like, oh, that's why I had to do that. And so I'm thankful for those opportunities and for those kind of light bulb moments, because now I'm in this space. So um, I'm just praying that uh, I'll have the desire and the the willpower and the passion to really just push and, and create at a higher clip. Uh, yeah, so I I will. Um, what I'm doing now, I, I love exactly where I'm at. I'm, I'm, I'm super content. I just, I'm waiting. I know it's a process to getting to like where I want to go to, but I will do what I'm doing now at a much higher level, uh, a much, a much more, what's the word, efficient level. I will get paid my worth 10 times over and over abundance. I will have a, a great effect on so many people, my peers, people who are older than me and the people who will follow for many generations. And I'm, I'm just a person that I truly don't ask for, for much, but these are visions that have been placed in me and I am just 100% going for it. I'm going for all of the ideas and and the visions that have been given to me and I will exceed and I will accomplish every single thing that I desire. And God will be, he will light my path to, to those things. And we, we each, each, each of us just want to take the time to say thank you for, for listening, being a part of this monumental <laughs> moment here. It's been a lot, it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we are, this is our way of giving back to the community because so much has been poured to us and we wanna continue and start pouring back into so many people that we potentially will never meet, but we will have a great impact on so many others. So we want to say thank you. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate y'all. And uh, until next time, this is The Gradient.